0: Mike Wazowski.
1: This is the third one that we're doing in person. And I don't know what to do with my hands or my body because this chair will.
0: Steven's in the squeakiest of chairs.
1: I really hope the microphone picks all of this up. Nate, it's fitting that we do a Disney movie today because you have recently performed. Do you say you perform? chalk art it doesn't
0: feel like a performance i'm not breakdancing on the on the chalk art but i guess i am i'm creating in front of a live audience so
1: i mean but it's a it's an art literally <laughs> it's like it's like the original <laughs>
0: yeah i won't debate form. you on that
1: <laughs> it's the original form of art you were at disney <laughs> i was the home of this movie incredibles 2 a pixar movie did you ever read the book creativity inc just on a side no down. i have not I I highly recommend it to anyone who works in pretty much any field. Okay, you (laughs) recommend all. Creativity Inc. is a great... All who can read. It's a great study on how teams communicate and how people interact.
0: How do you feel about lending books?
1: When I lend a book, I assume it is gone forever.
0: You don't expect to get it back.
1: I I tell them, "Yeah, you can borrow it for a while, but I fully intend to never see it again.
0: See, when I give books... I expect to get them back, but I forget who I lent them to, and now I don't know how to go re- be a repo man and get the books back. But whoever has my complete, complete, complete collection of Sherlock Holmes, I need you to return that to me. Please.
1: So I used to keep track of who borrowed my books, and then I realized it was just a blacklist of people I didn't like anymore. <laughs> the list With got too long. crossed off. <laughs> the list got too long. I'm
0: asking this because I'm wondering, would you be
1: willing to lend me Creativity, Inc.? If I had a copy to lend, I certainly would. Ah, oh, okay. I got <laughs> but it. it is another book I lent to someone. No, but anyway, Creativity, Inc., it's a great book. It's the story of Pixar, because Pixar was a company, formerly owned by Steve Jobs, and then Disney acquired Pixar. Sure. Of all the movie houses that make movies. Right. I feel like Pixar has the most consistent string of incredible movies. Oh,
0: I see what you did there. Incredible! Right?
1: Incredible, incredible! Oh yeah, well you, yeah, but you know what I mean. But well, like, you're right, like hit after hit, hit like after the hit.
0: first six of them were just
1: right. Because even Disney proper, well, Disney proper, like they had a <laughs> a glut of movies from like, uh, I didn't even see them all, but they were just weird. After the Lion King and before Wreck It Ralph. There was like a gap of six or seven years where they did not have good movies. Uh, I don't know, though. There were a couple that I think are kind of sleeper hits. Right, we'll, add them, we'll add them to the list. We, need to, the we list. need to like
0: look into those a little bit.
1: So Incredibles 2, obviously, was the long-awaited sequel. 14 years. 14 years. The first Incredibles, I can honestly say I've probably seen that movie... Not less than 15 times. Wow. Because I loved it when it came out. I had the DVD. Mm -hmm. And then when my boys were old enough to see Pixar movies, which, again, some of the safest movies to show young children. Sure. We watched it many, many times. Like, over and over.
0: It incredible. The Incredibles, that first one. Yes. Has to be a, a top five Pixar movie.
1: Yes. And one day... Well, first of all, let me plug once again <laughs> that Nate and his <laughs> brother, Jacob, did a top Pixar Disney movie uh, bracket. Is that what you sports ball people call it? It's sure. A, it's a bracket of all the Disney Pixar movies. So if you uh, even subscribe with a dollar a month on Patreon, you may access that podcasting goal. Right. So anyway, the original Incredibles, 97% Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. high, high, only 75% audience satisfaction, which I find strange. Mm. I feel like over time, that's probably crept up. Because I don't know anybody that speaks ill of The Incredibles.
0: It's strengthened with time, I think.
1: Yes, it stands up extremely well, I think. So Incredibles 2 was hotly anticipated. I think it's in the top 20 or top 30 box office all time. I think. Incredibles 2? Incredibles 2, not the original. Okay. And I think it's strictly because, and this is a phenomenon like, Uh, other sequels that the first one was so popular over the years that the sequel becomes the box office must see right Uh, exactly
0: so Brad Bird the director of both of these movies I believe um, he said that he was waiting he would not do a sequel until he felt that there was a story that could match or be better than the first Incredibles so that could is partly explaining the large gap but the great thing about animated movies is that you don't have to worry about the the actors growing old and looking different like <laughs> very James true, T very Nelson true. can Excuse me? Still be Excuse me? Craig T Nelson
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's coach Nate
0: Come on. I'm so sorry. Craig T Nelson can still yeah. be him. The only person who had to change voices was the voice of Dash. Really? Who they had to get a oh, new well duh. the boy grew up. <laughs> Um so they had to get a new actor, Huck Milner. Okay. Is okay, now the new good. voice of
1: Dash. Well, we're gonna talk maybe one day we should do the original Incredibles mm. as an official review, but today is about Incredibles two, the sequel. Ninety-three <clears> percent I'm not sure why I said ninety three like that. Ninety three percent. Ninety three. Ninety <laughs> three percent Rotten Tomatoes, critic score, eye critic score, eighty-six percent audience satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And I would well, we'll save our Ooh. review till the end. You, yeah, I almost spoke a little too quickly. Maybe we go somewhat chronologically. Yeah, Like us do time. it. That was good. I love that they started this movie, like straight from the end of the last one. With uh, I the I wrote Mole Man, <laughs> the so, Underminer. I it was the Underminer. The Underminer. Behold the Underminer. I am always beneath you. I like that guy. <laughs> I'm yeah, just say I like him He was him great. As I was
0: bummed that he wasn't more of a villain in this movie, actually.
1: I, I was kind of hoping they would, like, resolve that, which it never does, never right. does. So anyway, they, the boy, Violet's little boyfriend guy, sees her with the mask, <laughs> and the, uh, whatever, the secret agent, uh, the Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> character, right. uh, he's not the voice of it, but he's like the secret agent guy, he basically neuralizes the boy with a plunger. Right, Rick Decker. Rick Decker. And then uh, shortly announces that he's retiring from the superhero duty of Mm -hmm. protecting. The whole opening scene, all of the action scenes, I feel like, in Incredibles is fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're great action scenes, And the way they do the powers, you know, we've talked about powers before. Uh
0: Uh-huh. When powers are used creatively on screen, it is the most satisfying thing to behold. (laughs) Thus, when X-Men is working... (laughs) properly, which I would say is probably 30% of the time Mm. in X-Men movies I know it hurts your heart, but think about it No,
1: I know, I know
0: When the powers are used correctly uh, they are a wonderful spectacle
1: On on the spot, Nate Off the cuff, best X-Men movie of all future films right now
0: Days of Future Past We'll
1: have to get back to that Followed by X2 Not first class, huh?
0: Followed by first class, okay. Then okay. followed by X one,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: then followed by
1: X I three. I, I would, did, I will go with it. Yeah. I did
0: not like Apocalypse.
1: Apocalypse was. Were,
0: were there another one? There was another one, wasn't there? I
1: don't. It was X one, two, three. Well, X Men uh, Wolverine Origins. Oh, oh we're not, I'm not including that. In the <laughs> I. We need to do that movie sometime. Yeah, I, yeah. I you
0: really it. like that one? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but okay. We, Hugh Jackman. We got,
0: we got lost in the super. superhero okay, powers. Sorry, sorry. Superhero powers. And we're back.
1: So superheroes are illegal at this point, And so they get arrested as a family, which is kind of, it's a funny scene. Like they all are laughing together because they stopped Mole Man, mm-hmm. Underminer, and then they get arrested. They're in this interrogation room now. And these little moments of like sound design are really good. Like mm-hmm. if you watch the scene, it, you hear the muffled yelling. And then once the camera goes through the glass, you hear Craig T. Nelson, which his voice you know, there's some characters where the like the voice actor is just perfect. I feel like Craig T. Nelson is Mr. Incredible. He's so good. He is very good as, as that character. The uh, well, what's the secret agent guy's name again? For the uh, Rick Decker? <laughs> Rick Decker. He says this line: "If you want out of the hole, you got to put down the shovel." Mm-hmm. I identify with that. Line. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people Why's need to hear more, that line. <laughs> that line. So the, he puts them up in a hotel for two weeks because they're they're homeless. They've lost their home and they have to go back into hiding. Supposedly, right. because of the superhero stuff. And in the home they have this yelling fit, the mom and Mr. Incredible. I Girl and Mr. Incredible. Which my favorite parts of these Incredibles movies are the family dynamics. Oh yeah. Because it's it's accurate, it's done so well. And I love how Dash he's about to grab an egg roll and Violet says, Did you wash your hands?
0: Did you wash your hands with soap? Did
1: you dry them? Dash is basically my six-year-old. Asher. Like <laughs> man, he has literally done exactly that many times, right? And so, and just those little things like Pixar—they get that stuff really right. The
0: family dynamic—I mean, if you tied Incredibles and Incredibles Two together and like a, <laughs> a smashed it together in a double feature, yes. Just this family is just like it's portrayed in a wonderful way there are like tender sweet moments there are comical fights there's like real marital struggle stuff going on they really like great job pixar because this family feels like a real family
1: yes and they they have this argument about laws because superheroes are illegal and mr incredible is like well the laws are wrong and the wife is saying but they're the laws and so we need to follow them and there's you know methods to change them (laughs) And again if you're a kid you probably don't hear mm-hmm. the the rhetoric <laughs> right in the right. argument. But that's why picked, that's why it's good because as adults you hear it and it's like, hmm. They make some good points very quickly. Right. In a kind of funny way. And just they, they just give it to you.
0: They they point out uh, I would say a, a lot of thought-provoking subjects whether it comes to like if laws are immoral and need to be changed right, or right. just the whole um, screen hypnosis like the the greater thing behind screen time and what that is doing to a culture (laughs) yeah yeah and um, i I, are all very thought like you could watch this movie and have i guess you could like set your kids down afterwards and have a conversation about like what they think
1: about are you the screen slayer are you they leave it somewhat unanswered like they don't tell you what to think but absolutely and they don't let it go either because even as elastic girl now goes off on the mission to try and prove that the world needs superheroes Violet constantly asks, is a mom out there like doing illegal stuff? Right. And then Mr. Credible's like, well, yeah, but he, she's doing it to, for the better cause.
0: To help my family, I got to leave
1: it. To fix the law, I got to break it. You've got to so our kids can have that choice. And they just, they, they're comfortable with that tension, which is good. That's a great
0: point, point is that they don't shove an answer down the throat of the audience. They just ask the question in different ways over and over again yes. so that you can't avoid it. Even if you wanted to, like, it's, it's a, a cool way to approach an audience of like, hey, think about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: our characters are.
1: It's good. And so they get approached by, I don't know, I don't know how to describe this guy. <laughs> I don't know his character name. The suit guy, the telecommunication. Jeff Bezos. Oh, Jeff? Jeff Win- Winston Dever. No, no. Jeff Bezos <laughs> approaches the superheroes and he uh, invites them to his skyscraper where The Rock is there. Wait a minute.
0: I spent a lot of my time thinking. I know this guy's voice. Who is this oh. guy? I spent a lot of the movie, and I didn't recognize the actor's name. And I don't like think I even know much of what he's from. But he's Saul from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, that spinoff from Breaking. Bad. Bob Odenkirk. You'd recognize this oh. picture if he's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. showing to you now. Yes. Um, another voice actor who I think really like hits the Yes. Is it Bezos or Bezos?
1: <clears throat> how do we pronounce it? Jeff name? Amazon. <laughs> I believe that's how you I mean, he's it. listening to us now.
0: That's right. So he'll correct us. He too. and
1: Amelia Clark, they both listen to the, uh, the show. Right. So they get called up to a skyscraper, and there's this whole scene where he wants to prove the superhero's goodness by putting cameras on them to, re- to record mm-hmm. everything.
0: Now, I'd like to- Feels add- like the circle, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: Did you go back oh, to our very, very first good. episode? Our very first episode. Don't go back and listen to that. No, listen to me before you and then tell us why it's so good.
0: <laughs> Please don't go back to the circle. We were <laughs> no. worse than we are now.
1: We were, but I, I stand by it. I think it was all right. Anyway, what did you, when you were introduced to uh, Jeff Bezos and his sister mm-hmm. in this initial meeting, did you think something about them? Yes. You got a feeling?
0: I got a feeling. I had a, okay, so here is the point where we need to give a spoiler warning. Because this is somewhat of a new, rather new movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But we're it's, going it's to spoil
0: whatever. this all the way through.
1: Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> and then spoilers appear in the mirror. Yes. Okay. So the, both of these
0: two characters, they can't just be like good characters. I've seen enough movies to know like <laughs> if you want to put cameras in everything and you're kind of in the, me- right. in the media, you're not necessarily like all good.
1: But he's Mark Zuckerberg. I'm sorry. Well, I guess they both put cameras everywhere. <laughs> right. so, they're both. He's yeah. Tom Hanks in the circle. Yes. He, he I actually
0: I guessed the the woman as being bad early, early on, right, because she said a line kind of early on about how like, yeah, he's the brain, but like, or he's not the yeah. brain, he's just like the mouthpiece, but I'm really like the genius the, behind yeah, it, yeah. and I'm like, okay, this feels like
1: well, they tell the story too of their father who had like a great relationship with superheroes mm-hmm. and had two bat phones to two different superheroes and then their house was robbed which i don't know how they broke into that skyscraper sure <laughs> but uh they called the superheroes superheroes didn't answer and so their dad got shot and so the Jeff Bezos character says it was because superheroes are made illegal dad couldn't get a hold of them and the sister is like they could have just gone to their safe room <laughs> and they would have been fine right and it was the, it was at that point where i was like okay he still glorifies superheroes. She's, she's not <laughs> She's less than it. enthused. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think at that point I knew she was going to be the bad one. Right. I just didn't know about him yet. I thought maybe he's too nice. You know what I mean? Right. Those people that are too nice. His
0: voice had that, a, a nice, again, good voice acting, kind of an oily quality that was- <laughs> Pleasant in some ways Snake oil though Snake <laughs> oil But it, it could have Obviously been turned To be bad
1: He He's trying to sell you A webcam to put in your home You mm. know what I mean Like <laughs> And you'll do, yeah. you'll do it
0: You'll do it Because you want to Monitor your house
1: <laughs> I, And I like the scene Where he tells He has Girl there Mr. Incredible And Frozone He's telling him this plan Mr. Incredible gets all excited He's like When do we start mm-hmm. And he's like Well we're going to start With Elastigirl And Elastigirl Is our best play Better than me? <clears throat> again, you see this dynamic where Mr. Incredible is like, but I'm like the guy. like I'm the, the mm-hmm. strong guy. He's like, you have a lot of collateral damage, basically. Like, mm-hmm. You cost a lot of money. You break a lot of things. <laughs> you break a lot of things. And he does say this one line of like, well, big problems mean big solutions. <laughs> but I like that, that dynamic. And again, it's one of those conversations they put out there. Right. Just, they just put it, they put it out there. Well, they put
0: out a, a marriage dynamic That I feel like is really like was impactful to me. Uh, kind of like backstory for me is living my marriage with my wife. Of like, I was uh, working like small time job. She was an engineer. Uh, you know, we we switch. I become artist making the money. She goes back to school, and there is like a reality to the the dynamic in a family if it changes, yeah. especially changes suddenly, there's kind of a, a vertigo to like, oh, wait mm. a minute. I was previously the one making the money or I was previously the one doing this. And that's what this thats yeah. what this movie does a lot.
1: Right, that's what that bedroom scene right after that, they're basically arguing. Not arguing, but he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, do a great job so then I can do
0: right. <laughs> like, it. And I, I know that struggle and I know that feeling of like, I'm I'm happy for you and I know I should be more happy for you, but I'm yeah. just right now I'm just thinking about me.
1: <laughs> so they go and they, they move out of the hotel then and into the guy's house, Jeff Bezos' house. Right. And it's this mansion, you know, and it's one of these things because her job now got him the mansion.
0: With the floor that <laughs> breaks away at times. I the thought scene, was yes. hilarious. The scene,
1: the scene when Dash is like pushing the buttons and And the
0: couch is like couch. slipping into the water beneath yes. the floor. Yes,
1: that was a great that was a great scene. And then, you know, Elastigirl's leaving to go on this mission and she asks him like a million times, are you going to be okay with the kids? He's like, I'm fine, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. And then things spiral out of control and he tries to, you know, not let on that it is. Hey, honey. How are the kids? Everything's great. Um, Is she having adolescence? I love the scene with uh, the scenes with him trying to get Jack-Jack to bed and trying to do all those nighttime things. That's. Pretty hilarious. Now,
0: here's a a way that I thought the movie would go, and then it surprised me in a delightful way. Okay. I thought that, and I've seen this in movies before, the dad takes care of the kids, he realizes how hard it is, he becomes thankful for the wife, (laughs) she's like, yeah, it is really hard, and like,
1: the end. Right.
0: But actually, in this movie, uh, do you know their last name, by the way?
1: Oh, wait a minute. Wait the i don't have it par oh the par duh yes. yes yes so bob Parr. bob Parr. Is the, is the if band. i would if i had watched incredibles one i think i would have remembered mm. that because they say it like she says bob Parr, or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay par. but this movie takes a different
0: route which i yes. found really refreshing uh because it didn't just go into that trope right. he struggles he struggles he struggles but then he like turns it around and says like you know what i'm going to like put my effort and do a good job at being a stay-at-home dad
1: right yeah and like
0: works on like stays up late and works on like the new math or whatever (sighs)
1: yeah which is uh,
0: i think a a common core uh reference
1: yes yes it is not the way you're supposed to do it dad they want us to do it i don't know that way why would they change math Ah, math is math. is math
0: even though i think it does like a new a new math came out in 19 in the 1960s which changed really? up how math was taught so that is a reference because this you know this time period is the the 60s when
1: the, mo- the movie, the movie takes place it. right
0: but it's also uh, like uh, i think a wink wink to common core
1: you know what i didn't even think about that because like they don't have cell phones and stuff
0: yeah this is a this is a like a a 60s uh, era That's movie. So interesting thus okay. the whole like yeah. Art style of it right, as well. Right, right. Okay. Oh, and they were like cool. Johnny Quest was on TV when they oh, were watching that's
1: one right. time. Because TV's like black and white, I think, too. Uh, one of the things they watch is black and white. When, okay. When Bob is like, when the, oh, the Outer Limits. That's right. Yeah, Because when, when Jack-Jack, he finds Jack-Jack is awake again. Right. Is, she's watching the Outer Limits. There's just want to mention that you know he Jack-Jack keeps getting up. And there's one scene where. Bob Parr puts like the table upside down on top of the crib yes, and then like puts books on top of the table to like, keep the baby in there. I identify. <laughs> I've never done that. Just want to stay, <laughs> but I identify
0: the, the scene of Jack Jack sneaking out in the night and battling this raccoon. I <laughs> laughed out loud when the yes. raccoon gets stuck in that chair yeah. and then jack jack becomes fiery and <laughs> yes. starts walking towards him and the raccoon's yes. like i don't
1: want any it's part of it that was a, that was a hilarious and great scene and so elastic girl's doing her her action stuff mm-hmm. and she has to stop a a, fly, a train out of control train which again awesome chase scene Again, very cool using powers in a fun way where she has this motorcycle. That motorcycle is a fun design. That motorcycle is amazing. I was sad when it like blew up. <laughs> on the tunnel. But yeah, when it can like split and she can like stretch. She can stretch and like. Did you ever see side.
0: the Herbie movie, The Love Bug, back in the day? I think so. They had a car that got cut in half and then it was able to like move oh, like that. that As a reference that. to a, okay. a another movie from the maybe the sixties. Oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, it was fun, and we get now introduced to the screen slayer because the train conductor was hypnotized by the thing. And so I'll be honest, I I had seen this whole movie and then I started rewatching it again and got up to this point. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like a few distinct scenes, (laughs) but not exactly what happened in between. Mm -hmm. So I remember the, the party, I think after this rescue where Elastigirl meets all the other people with powers. Can we talk about them? Yeah, please. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we have, I mean, I'm so bad with names in this movie. Yeah, I know, yeah. There's like Frogman who does lava. Or like (laughs) Acid Indigestion guy or whatever. The guy who crunches things.
1: Yes, I like him. Yes, He's great
0: and produces, I think, maybe one of the most memorable lines from this movie. There aren't a ton in my opinion, but.
1: That was the one line that I remembered from my first viewing without writing it down. Right. Which when they're at the final scenes and he's crushing stuff. Hey, you did this. Can you undo it? You want me to uncrush? What? No one's ever asked for that? No. To uncrush is silly. Why uncrush? To get into the engine. Oh, forget it. We don't have enough time. What if I say to untouch someone? What do you do? So that was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's, again, that's an x men scene, this room full of superheroes. Right, so and there's
0: the, um, Sophia Bush is the voice, but it's the girl who does the portals. Right. She yes. is like a fangirl of Elastigirl. Um, and yes. anytime you bring in portals into a superhero <laughs> thing, uh, I... You're all about it? I, yeah. I rub my hands together in glee because... <laughs> introduce portals to every fight scene, please.
1: That is, maybe it's why Nightcrawler is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. X-Men, X-Men. When Did you ever play the arcade game? The X-Men arcade? No. I was always Nightcrawler.
0: Oh, I mean, I I always choose Nightcrawl.
1: And so they're trying to find the screen slayer. And there's this one scene where Elastigirl chases, we don't know who it is yet, but chases her down. Or chases the guy guy down. Right. Into this, like, abandoned apartment thing. The pizza delivery guy. The pizza delivery guy. And I remember it's, I just remember that being a really intense scene, like, suspenseful scene. Because Elastigirl's, like, in that space, the dark room. And that, anyway, I just remember it being a really good fight scene. I thought they did that well,
0: and they had the, that. Was when the room kind of goes into full hypnosis mode, like yes. all the walls and ceilings.
1: I do think the uh, the hypnosis thing with the goggles uh-huh. that's, that's a nice touch, like where you strap yeah. some goggles on some people, and then it, yeah. So the sister, you know, she wants to basically get rid of or give superheroes a bad name and prove that they're right. evil or whatever. Bezos' sister, Bezos' sister, and so not, she not Violet. No, no, no. And so they put uh, the hypnosis glasses on everyone, including Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl, right. by, the, by the end. And Dash, Violet, and Jack-Jack have to rescue everybody.
0: I, I really enjoyed them pointing and shooting Jack-Jack with yeah. his laser eyes at times. <laughs> yes. We skipped this part. Okay. Edna Mode is back.
1: Oh, man! Yes.
0: And, and makes a, like, babysits Jack-Jack takes him off his hand and, yes. and makes a suit for him which basically predicts mm-hmm. his powers that are coming
1: i have to adjust my top and five mode. i have to adjust my top five hold on
0: Shy i will take your child i am no baby sit there but
1: <laughs> cookies i gotta get cookies We do not need cookies as i learned quite painfully last night any solution
0: involving cookies will inevitably result in the demon baby
1: Voiced by Brad Bird, the director. I had no idea. That's, yeah, that is amazing. Uh huh. Edna Mode steals the show. Oh, I think in both, every scene, both movies, every scene she's in <laughs> both movies, and I feel like she's one of the characters. I don't know if it was around Halloween time, but like people would, if you do the haircut and the glasses, like you are Edna Mode. So
0: now they don't know if you're a Sia. That's <laughs> Well, you can you <laughs> die half of it, and uh, all be, of a yeah, sudden no, no, no. you're a uh,
1: totally different character. Change your costume. <laughs> no, Edna Mode always yeah she steals the show, and that's her scenes are always hilarious.
0: Is this one of the things where the the character is great because they're not in the movie that much? Because I have that for certain mm-hmm. characters that I think sometimes movies do a bad job of then going like, oh, everyone loves them. Let's blow it out and do like oh, do a ton of them right but every scene she's in i love but i'm not sure if i could do a whole movie like edna mode origins
1: no no yeah you're right i feel like she's one of the examples of less is more Mm. and always leave someone wanting more
0: i have a couple characters in our top five list that uh, Ah. uh really really live that live that paradigm
1: Okay, all right, well, yeah, so we'll do the top five soon. Uh, so the the final scene on the ship, don't remember a ton of specifics, but I remember just enjoying it. It was a fun scene. I feel like the ship had a long, long time to turn, and like physics-wise, it probably was closer to land. Yeah, than-
0: I felt a little Cruise <laughs> 2-esque. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the whole teamwork and the getting the I cockles Did I say Cruise
0: 2? I meant, yeah, meant Speed 2. 2 when they were on a boat.
1: I assumed you were referring to a movie that I had never seen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom Cruise 2.0.
1: Mission Impossible 2. Oh, speed, yeah, speed 2.
0: When they're on a boat.
1: Right, right, right. But the whole then, uh,
0: the boat crashes into the into the okay.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I mean I just I, I thought the whole scene, the, the whole final scene was fun. The fight scene, the sister trying to escape and the last girl, you know, gets her. It's it's all good. it's, mm-hmm. all, it's all good stuff. So the final scene with them in the car. Yeah, the, they
0: they drop the guy off
1: at the movie theater. The day,
0: right. And they go off to fight crime together.
1: Again, Craig T. Nelson is hilarious. Just his little lines there where he says, you know, we can be closer. and <laughs> Watch it closer. I do want to take this moment and talk about the music for Incredibles. Mm-hmm. As a trumpeter, trumpetist, mm-hmm. the the incredible soundtrack is amazing. That theme song, I feel like it's pretty pretty iconic. Oh, that was a terrible rendition, but I will play oh, the you're actual <laughs> going
0: James Bond there.
1: I will play the actual thing. Anyway, yeah. The, the music soundtrack is wonderful.
0: I watched this movie, and I immediately wanted to watch The Incredibles, the original. The original, right. It pulled me back to the original. This movie is long. It is actually, I believe, the longest animated movie ever. Really? Yeah. It has some, flat, some flatness to it from here and there. I think yeah. the screen slayer, <laughs> not as good of a villain not super as strong. Syndrome.
1: Not Correct. I,
0: I think, and there were some elements that felt like, some family moments that I thought, I saw this done in Incredibles 1 mm-hmm. and you're kind of just rehashing this again.
1: I, I agree. That. I think the original is better. Syndrome, it's kind of cool because we get his arc from the very beginning. We see him as a kid wanting to be a superhero, feeling like his superhero failed him and then turning into the villain. The buildup of Mr. Incredible from like insurance agent and then like back to superhero, tempted with the idea of being great again. Mm -hmm. The original just has so many great, again, similar themes to what the Incredibles 2 gives you. You know, I I feel like Incredibles 2 gives you a couple new ideas and questions. Right. But the original Incredibles was like just really opened it up.
0: I will will say this. Is it possible that Incredibles 2 tried to Ask too many questions and try to delve into too many different things, whether it mm. was through screen slayer and kind of the hypnosis of the the general public right. um, versus the uh, women's uh, in a workplace and stay at home dads and then uh, right. what was that first one we talked about the very first question
1: the laws the laws and, yeah, the, and yeah, legality
0: yeah. of that sort of thing that's true it didn't pose a lot of them, but I think there were so many of them that it felt like more of a Survey class of like interesting <laughs> this philosophy, 101 yeah, or whatever, and a little bit less of like didn't hit me hard in one particular way. It had moments, yeah. but I feel like that first one really had impactful like, yeah, family bonding moments. This one, yeah, felt like it was more of a a, a moose boosh <laughs> of moments.
1: I agree. I I remember from the first Incredibles when they're in the plane and. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Dash and Violet stowed away. And Elastigirl, like, tells Violet, like, use your powers. And they have that push and pull of where Violet's like, she can't, you told us right. never to use our powers. Right. You know, like, those moments from the first one, it's hard to duplicate, man. That that one scene when Mr. Incredible was at the computer and he sets, or they set up the alarm because Elastigirl, like, thinks he's uh-huh. cheating on her. Uh-huh. And, and all those black balls or whatever, like, encase him, whatever. Right. like. That I still have an emotional connection with that scene. It's like no, like you can escape. Yeah, in that
0: first movie, that also the heavy moment of him basically being like held up there in the electricity, yes.
1: crucifix position,
0: crucifix position, with like the anger of like, you know, you're coming for my family. I am like right, filled right. with rage.
1: And that, and then once his Elastigirl finally gets to him, and he's embracing the other lady. Like that moment is like, oh no! That's he came in thirty seconds too late. And if we're talking more about the first one, again, that's why it goes to show that the first movie was a stronger one. Let's rate this movie, Nate. Okay, let's do it on a scale of zero to five. Hypnotic glasses, Mm. (laughs) because that's what marks this movie. Did you go first last time? (laughs) No, you did. I'll go first. Okay, okay, you go first. From zero to five.
0: I'm going to give The Incredibles two. Three point seven five as far as goggles. It is still like we're comparing this to Incredibles, which is unfair.
1: But I mean, you have to. You have to. It's literally the sequel.
0: I mean, yes. Is this a good movie? Yes. Yes, this is a a good good movie. movie. It's a good movie. Is it's better than a lot of other animated movies. It's just not as good as its predecessor. True. So not a full four for me. I'm even tempted to drop it down to 3.5 a little bit, but I'm going to stick with it. 3.75 for The Incredibles
1: 2 out of five. That's a good rating. I'm going to go with 3.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not a mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. goggles because I don't care to rewatch this movie. Like The Incredibles 1. If my kids like said, "Hey, let's watch Incredibles," absolutely. Right. Like, let's watch it again. Like let's watch Incredibles 2. I'm like, meh. You want to play Smash Brothers? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, our top five. This is going to be a doozy. (laughs) This is going to be our... I think think every time I say our top five, you always make that sound. (laughs) I I need to peel back the
0: kimono for a second. Peel it? (laughs) I love doing top fives. Yes. And I'm actually... I get more stressed about ranking these things than I ever should because I'm afraid I'm gonna listen back to this a couple months from now and say, Oh, you dummy. That wasn't that was terrible. So Mm. I I try to put a lot of thought into these when I have the time to do it. And I just so happen to have the time this time. So I'm wrestling with my top five list. But Steven, what is our top five today?
1: Our top five are the top five Pixar characters. Oh not the movies. Mm-hmm. The characters in the movies, and I can already tell you, I have at least six honorable mentions. <laughs> One,
0: two. I have four of them.
1: Okay, well, I have to I have to move mine up.
0: Actually, I have five. While while you do that, I need to tell uh, a real quick. Remember how Pixar has always created short films before their actual movies? Yes. I have a character from a short film. The old man who plays chess with himself. You think it's two different men, but it's really the same guy. He plays and he gives himself his own teeth like he wins it. That short is creative brilliance. And the man in that is... like, If you haven't seen it, just pause the podcast and go watch the old man playing chess Pixar short film. And you'll thank me later.
1: I totally forgot about the shorts, but that is a great callback. That's a that's a yeah. deep
0: hole, but oh man, I had to mention it.
1: Nate, I am really struggling, so I'm going to tell you what I have right here. I have I have eight names, mm-hmm. and then I have my top five, two through five, and my one slot is blank because I have no idea how bump, to put bump the two up. But I
0: don't. I don't you don't think the two deserves to be one.
1: I don't know. You're like thinking I don't that you're
0: going like to stumble across a character I, that you hadn't even thought of before. I, think I
1: Okay, I'm good. I think I'm, I'm ready.
0: I'm humble and okay being wrong on this list. I just mm-hmm. want to let you know.
1: Listener, if you ever interact with us on social media. Please do it now. This is the top five to let us Open know. Open up
0: Twitter right now.
1: That's right. Go to at movies on the side and reply and say your top five Pixar characters. We would love to hear it.
0: Honorable mentions. Steven, you go first.
1: My honorable mentions. Honorables. The, the blowfish from Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the lady who says Wazowski in uh, Monsters, Inc. Her name is
0: Roz, and she is my honorable mention. Is an honorable mention <laughs>
1: for me as well. Roz.
0: Mike Wazowski.
1: <laughs> I'm putting the... His name is Charles, his character name. The grandpa in Up. Carl. Carl. Auto-correct. Anyway, Carl. Yes, he's in my honorable mentions. Dash from The Incredibles. Mm -hmm. The Turtles from Finding Nemo. The Gnarly Dude. The Turtles from the... Squirt and... Squirt and... uh, Spike?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Something like that. Something like Spike.
1: Uh, Tomater from the Cars movies. Boo. I I have to do it. I have to do it. And finally, Edna Mode. I put her in my honorable mentions. Edna. So, so
0: she's an honorable mention for me as well.
1: Okay, well, what of what your honorable mentions that I miss?
0: Other ones. So I had Roz that Mike Wazowski, <laughs> Edna Mode. I have, as an honorable mention, Buzz Lightyear.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, Nate. Don't All at right. me. <laughs> no, at him. At Nate.
0: Buzz Lightyear. And then honorable mention anton ego the food critic from ratatouille
1: (gasps) (sighs) if i don't like it i don't swallow (sighs) nate yes isn't he great (laughs) yes he is so good
0: he's the edna mode of that movie
1: (gasps) i totally forgot about that movie he's
0: really good i almost put anton (laughs) in my top five he
1: is i mean for the amount of screen time he has it is incredible how much of an impression he leaves. He does. It's amazing. So he, I'm adding him to my, t- for, to my honorable mentions. Okay. He's, he's, no, put him in your number one. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's amazing. All right.
0: Stephen, you off. go first. Number five.
1: <clears throat> my number five is Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story. Not, I can't read Nate's reaction right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's thinking.
0: Hiding inside of his beard. I can hide my emotion.
1: <laughs> tell Mr. me. Hey, Stephen, tell me why. Mr. Potato Head and his interactions with Mrs. Potato Head throughout the Toy Story movies. I packed Story your movies.
0: angry eyes just in case.
1: Oh, you know what? I totally messed up because I thought of a character before we started, and I meant to put him in here.
0: Oh. You gonna put that that new character in, in number five spot? I'm and slide pu- I'm Potato Head putting,
1: up. I'm gonna put him in the number four slot as I look up his name. I'm moving Mr. Potato Head to honorable mentions. And my number five, I'm putting as sadness from Inside Out. Oh. Sadness is. I, I was thinking, who from Inside Out would I put? I love all the characters. I think mm-hmm. Inside Out is one of the most brilliant movies Pixar has ever done. But sadness just does such so much for that movie, mm-hmm. and basically, like, not steals the show, but like steals your heart, basically. And so, sadness is my number five. Okay,
0: my number five is Mike Wazowski voiced yep. by Billy Crystal. <laughs> he is both the steals the show from as far as comedy in right. Monsters Inc, which I believe is a sneaky sneaky good Pixar movie and but also has kind of this heartfelt moment. I have not seen Monsters University, so I'm going off of Monsters Inc only. If he hmm. gets worse in the other movie, not not on
1: me. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, my number four is Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I understand you put him in your honorable mentions. And it's, it's tough because he's like this, almost like a spokesperson <laughs> for Toy Story and Pixar. Right. Like he's almost too big of a character. But that original Toy Story, I mean Buzz Light, is right. just amazing. So anyway, he's
0: my number four. He's almost been too like pushed into our subconscious that we feel like,
1: you have to resist. He's, yeah. Yeah, you have it's to almost fight it. like
0: Right, he's too big of a name.
1: But but he's so but big. You're right, yeah. You're right, you have you're to right. do it. So anyway, Buzz Lightyear my number 4. For me,
0: number 4 is Carl Fredricksen from Up. The grandpa from Up. Right. Yeah. His arc <laughs> from going to just like complete the mission that his him and his wife went on yes. to actually caring for this boy and giving up his dream. Yeah. In order to like care for the the boy that is there who as a character is not my favorite. Russell <laughs> Russell's not my favorite, but Carl's like I'm I'm going to get mush just talking about it, but and, his, his character is fantastic. And is. character design, the way he looks and his squareness.
1: Yeah, oh I love that. great Yeah, yes. so that's the beauty of Pixar is like even the shape of a character. Right. Speaks to him. And we might have said it on a previous show, but the, again, the first like 5 minutes of up is some of the deepest, like, I don't know, only Pixar can do it that well. I mean, it's just, it's a powerful moment. Anyway.
0: Makes me want to hug my
1: wife. Yes. All right. My number three is the sinister Lotso from Toy Story 3, the bear. The bear? Now, I understand. This is not that I like him. Oh, yeah. i The most. But his character is not your role model. No, his character is so devious mm-hmm. and terrifying. I feel like it's one of the best villains that Pixar has made. And for that reason, and, and his story too, like he actually mm-hmm. has a backstory. I just, Toy Story 3, man, that last scene when they're like going towards the, the lava, <laughs> the black hole of lava. Sure. But, but lots of throughout that movie, I mean, he's just menacing. Mm. And uh, it was just a great character, I feel like, that Pixar made. So I felt like putting a villain in there, and Lotso was the guy. Lotso's my number three. Okay.
0: I will not mention this person yet, because actually they're not on my list, but I have a, a villain to rival that villain. If, okay. If you let okay. me. In, post post in, top yeah.
1: five? Yeah, okay, okay, very good, very good.
0: Okay, number three yes. for me is Dory from Finding Nemo. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. She absolutely steals the show of Finding Nemo.
1: Hmm. I've
0: so great Ellen DeGeneres's voice so encapsulates Dory. Yes. And in the second in Finding Dory, I mean she's great enough to carry her own movie. Yes, she does. So I would say Dory number three.
1: that's good. I love the the scenes in Finding Dory with the the whale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, doing echolocation like, like ooh. Yeah, it's yeah very hilarious stuff. I love Finding Dory. That was that was one where I feel like the sequel rivals the first yeah i disagree Mm -hmm. i think finding nemo
0: is is another league above finding dory
1: shark bait that's true fair enough
0: fish all friends (laughs) (laughs) food.
1: okay well my number two is wally i knew you would do it i knew it i knew it (laughs) wally is incredible he has one word Oh no, he has two words to his vocabulary, Wally and Eva. And the amount that he communicates. <laughs> Wait,
0: let me hold on a second. Let me express my disappointment in you. Wow. That's how I think about, <laughs> about you adding him.
1: Really? You don't you don't like him as a character?
0: He has big cute eyes.
1: No, no, no. I listen, he has total an arc. He has an arc. He has a, like all the little trinkets in his house, mm-hmm. and like trying to show Ava the the dances. Uh-huh. He, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't. I mean, all his expression. Okay. I mean, Wally is a great character. Okay, and I feel I love that movie. You that's, do. That's one of my favorite. Books yeah, I've you learned.
0: do. It's really good. All right, this is a, a bit of a controversial <laughs> number two for me. I'm going to put in. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to put in Sully from Monsters Inc. Another really? Monsters, Inc. character. Now, okay. I I thought about maybe shoving Sully and Mike Wazowski together as like a combo, a duo. But his, mm. his arc, I think, sort of like Carl, the learning to care for someone else. Sure. And the learning to like this kind of almost paternal nature that arises in him, going from being the scary monster to like protecting Boo.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Sully, again, only in Monsters, Inc., Voiced by John Goodman, yes, is a great character.
1: I'll give you that. I give it. Yeah, I just remembered, like the uh, the wintry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a it's an emotional scene.
0: What about the, the guy that the, <laughs> offers the Bigfoot that offers snow cones? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I got snow
0: cones. <laughs>
1: that's a good movie. It's been a while since I've seen that one. <clears throat> All right, I feel a lot of pressure for the number one spot in our lists. For my number one, I'm going with Mr. Incredible. Mm. I love his character. I think Craig T. Nelson voices it. You mean James <laughs> T. Nelson? <laughs> yeah, James, James T. Nelson voices it excellently. Again, as a dad, I identify with many of his frustrations and and just what he does. And uh, yeah, especially in that Incredibles one. I, I just love his character. I think he's a great Pixar character.
0: Yeah he is good he's not on my list <laughs> but he is good
1: i'm really curious who you have as your number one for this
0: my number one goes back to an old an old pixar movie
1: a bug's life i, I was wondering if you were to do something.
0: it is flick wow the flick. main uh ant uh, okay <laughs> so maybe i see myself you see yourself like mr incredible I see myself a little bit like Flick. He's kind of a, a creative inventor.
1: Feels very self-serving now. He's, I don't like the tone that this has taken. We are both heroes in our own. Game. Fair, fair, fair.
0: No, but the, uh, I think Flick is great. I think his, his story arc going from being kind of a con man, a charlatan, to right. uh, you know stepping up and hmm. sacrificing himself for his hmm. his ant colony.
1: Played by Jerry Seinfeld, right? Nope. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: nope. That's ants with a Z.
1: Flick. But mm. as my
0: post five here. Oh yes. Hopper from A Bug's Life is also a great villain. Voiced by Kevin Spacey, who is apparently nowadays a real villain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hopper. That was a very good villain.
0: He put his foot on the head of an ant. Like his I remember yeah, his like yeah, floppy yeah. grasshopper foot bending over the head like, I'm going to squish yeah. this ant foot. He's like, like yeah. a mobster.
1: Yes. I, I guess what, what gets me about Lotso is the, the welcoming, jovial Lotso that they interact with at first. Right. That you then,
0: think he's not a bad guy.
1: Right. And then how, even when it's revealed he's doing some bad stuff, he still keeps the act up. Mm-hmm. That he's just... I'm just here for the toys and the kids. And the, like, I was about to start something, no, like, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Uh, I don't know. I, I was trying to think. I was trying to ask what villain.
0: We could have done another, like, Pixar top five villains. Oh, uh, yeah. They could have done has sorry. its has its own because I know you haven't seen it, but uh, Coco also has a great villain.
1: Oh, yes. So. Yes. Anyway, it's a good list. Yeah. I, I feel uh, Pixar movies are tough because there's so many good characters. Like I felt like Joy probably should have been in. I thought about somewhere. that too. I, there are so many
0: movies that I think are great that have six good characters, but they're all yeah. so evenly good that it was tough for me to have, like pull one out and yeah. say like, "You are my favorite." I mean, because there are movies that we didn't even mention that have great characters in them, true. But they're not like I don't know. What didn't we mention? And
1: what Pixar movie do we?
0: We didn't talk about cars at all. The first one. I did
1: tomato. Tomato. Oh,
0: you did. Never mind. <laughs> he, was, he, was bad.
1: <laughs> he just blocked it out of your memory, I, I guess. Did, I did. Uh,
0: Brave, we didn't oh, do. Right.
1: I keep thinking, I feel like Brave, I, really, I put it in the Disney animated category. I don't know why. For some reason, I don't think right. it is. It a is Pixar, movie. right? I'm pretty sure, yeah.
0: We also, neither of us mentioned Woody. Do you want to you want to say something to the audience because I thought that I was being controversial by not including him but you didn't even you, we didn't touch him in this list.
1: Do you know like when they were first making the original Toy Story his character was going to be really jealous and almost kind of an evil character. Oh. And in upon the first screening He was still definitely
0: kind of jealous.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they kept that part, but I think in some of the early screenings they were like man, Woody's kind of like menacing. We need mm-hmm. to like tone it down. And you, a lot, Zoe. <laughs> and you can still see, because I think there's the scene in the original Toy Story where he could let Buzz fall to his doom or something or leave him to die or whatever. Right. And he, he has like that moment of evilness. <laughs> right. Where he could do it. I don't know. I feel like Woody.
0: Yeah. You don't have to explain it to me. Just you understand. Explain it to all of our listeners.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like, yes, he's the face of Toy Story, but I don't. I'm not drawn to him, right? As a character, same. Like, I'm drawn more towards like Slinky Dog, and Rex, (laughs) (laughs) and Ham, and Ham. Yeah, like I feel he. I don't know what it is. It's too.
0: He's. I mean, like I love the movie Toy Story.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. uh,
0: I think him and Buzz together are a great duo. Yeah. Also don't don't add us about good dinosaur. Neither of us have seen
1: it. No, I saw it. I saw it. Oh. <laughs> it's just forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs>